Hello and hey there. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best surfboard, top bowling ball, best ninja stars, what? Nothing is off limits, everyone is wrong, even when we think they are right. I'm your host today, Eric Shane, and with me as always is Mr. Tom Walker. Oh, got something in my throat. Oh, God. Ooh, ooh, Tom Walker, buddy. How was your your weekend there, pal? It was a good weekend. I went to a barbecue. I got got Mm -hmm. pretty buzzed (laughs) with an extra couple Z's on the end. Um, had more people try my IPA ice cream and actually had quite a few of them like the ice cream. Uh, we also came up with ideas to make it better. Like we put a little bit of salt on it and that helped the taste. Mm. And then we started thinking, oh, you can add bacon into it. And then I was like, oh, I can make Brit bacon praline because that'll give it sugar and like salty bacon taste. And we just went back and forth with that for a while. <laughs> how, how much of this is polishing a turd? Um, you know what? At some point you might hit a peanut in that turd and peanuts are good. So remember that good (laughs) quote. (laughs) Second harvest, second harvest. Well, my, my weekend was good. I, uh, I officiated a wedding for Alex and Daniela. Congratulations to those two on the wonderful wedding. Uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of friends out there, out the, out in the Long Beach, Huntington Beach area, uh, in Southern California. Weather was great. Um, you know who else appreciates really good weather? Uh, we have another guy with us. It's uh, Mr. Zach Rancourt. Zach yeah, Rancourt. I love the I love the good weather. I was just uh, paddling before this. Yesterday, I had ice cream. Speaking of ice mm. cream, Tom, uh, mm. Salt and Straw has the Veggies You Crave series, and I had a carrot cake batter with praline hazelnuts, and it was phenomenal. So I'm very, very happy with that. Uh, I need to talk to my wife because we're going to go get that because we just went to Heirloom for my wife's birthday and I got carrot cake from them and I realized carrot cake's like my favorite cake. I love carrot cake. It's oh, so carrot good. cake's easily mm. easily one of the best. A really yeah. good carrot cake is a strong choice. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. so underrated. Oh, it's so good. It's all that. All, it's that allspice they use. So damn tasty. And it's healthy because it's carrots. Mm. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of bad advice. <laughs> oh. Follow your dreams. Find your passion and what you're talented at and go for it. Just stick through the bad times and keep your chin up. Hey, you know what? There's all kinds of advice out there. And the market, as we all know, is saturated with self-help books and podcasts and shows to help folks improve their lives. Most advice is given freely, though. And mostly it's given from a place of wanting to help. But the road to hell is paved with good intentions because, boy, oh, boy. There sure is a lot of bad advice out there from career and money to home and relationships to health and fitness. Today, we're discussing our top five bad advice. Now, to enhance the discussion, we didn't share our list with each other. So this is bound to end up in a fight at some point, I'm sure. And as usual, we are by no means experts or historians in this category or any of the categories in which we're going to discuss today. We're just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. So, Tom. Could you go ahead and get us started? What's your number? My number one is it's always been done this way. Why change it? Um, Now I'm going to tell you a little story. We're going back to the casino once again. Um, So back valeting at the casino, the way that we did the key box was the most confusing thing ever that I don't know why we did it for so many years. But the way it would work is you would separate the cars coming in for that hour because you got to count how many cars are coming in each hour. And then we would move all the keys over to fill in all the gaps and then start over again at the bottom. And it never made sense to me. And I was like, why, why are we doing all this work moving like sets of keys, like moving like you could move up to 60 sets of keys to the left, like two spots. And it was the dumbest thing ever. And one day I went to my boss and I was like, why don't we just number the box one through a hundred? And then you put the key that associates with that number on that. And then to tell how many we've done this hour, you just move a little little ticket that you put on there, and then you move it to the end, and there you go. You get the number. No more of this stupid stuff. Now, where we've always done this before comes from is not my boss. My boss was like, boom, good idea. Let's do that. That's awesome. But Mike Williams, who I worked with, I loved the guy. 210. 210. <laughs> uh, I loved him, but he hated change even 
if it was going to make his job a hundred percent easier, he would be like, he, for months, he would just be like, I just don't like the way we do this. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, how does it not make sense? It makes complete sense. And I've never understood those types of people that just like won't make their life easier. Uh, it's, it's crazy to me. And, and then my other thing is you and Mike talk about your current employer uh, when we're doing D&D sometimes. And Mike on several occasions has said they, they could install one program that would not cost them very much money and it would solve 70% of their problems. And it's just like, you mm-hmm. can tell them all you want, but they'll be like, eh, no. Why would we do that? That's right. crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is a special case. Where I work, it's a very special case. Uh, but what we refer to that is uh, tribal knowledge. Uh, we refer to tribal knowledge. Well, it's always been done this way. We've been doing it this way since the Cold War. Great. That alone should... Now, I'll say <laughs> innovation for innovation's sake is also bad, and we do a lot of that too. Um. A lot of a lot of job justifying, a lot of spreadsheet justifying, <laughs> a lot of justifying going to meetings and wearing slacks. But uh, just because you've always done it a certain way does not mean you should continue doing it that way. It's OK to be open to new ideas and new ways of doing things. I I, I do understand where Mike was coming from. Um, some people, they sort of get stuck in the they They find something that makes sense to them, they a way of doing their business. And it it makes sense to them. And they take comfort in that. It's like an emotional and mental salve that they know they've got this thing to rely on, no matter how small, no matter how uh, uh, what unimportant it is it, important. It, it increases importance because it's comforting to them. And when you go and change it, it's like an attack. They feel attacked. So um, I get where he's coming from on that. And that whole for months and months and months, just always bitching about it. Oh, yeah. I've heard that many, many times Ugh. from lots of folks, for lots of things. Change, we, we fear change. <laughs> we, we fear change. Actually, it was uh, Tim Hill from the casino. I, I got that phrase from uh, he's, <laughs> we fear change. Yeah, uh, I, I guess so, Tim. So, that's a really good one, man. Thank you. OK, what do you got? <laughs> well, yeah, well. I am. Huh, I have a, I, I went a, around the spectrum here, but I'm going to stay with the theme of work and it has to do more with education and work. Um, I had been told a number of times uh, throughout the years, especially when I was younger, but also throughout the years that, you know, it didn't really matter what you studied in school and it doesn't really matter that, you know, the grades you get and things like that. What matters is they just want to see that you've done the work. Bullshit. <laughs> Uh, nonsense, not true at all. I don't really know what kind of candy ass, nothing burger of consequences. These soft as fuck boomers had to come up under, but our generation will tell you we're not, that's not our experience. Like at all, nobody gives one rat's ass. If you've done the work, the work is what's expected of you. It's the bare godforsaken minimum. Employers want to see what they can make off of your labor. They don't, that's the only way they value you. That's it. They don't care that you've done the work. They expect you to have done so. The nuance is in the details and the details are irrelevant. Okay. There's two things you need to know about this. One, they will always, always, always talk about how much they care about their people and make a big public spectacle about caring about people. And two, they'll never, ever mean it. Never. They want to see now I will tell you that there's value to studying whatever you, you know, if you're going for a degree or you're building your resume with other skills, there's no harm in, in, in following your passion when it comes to that. There's no harm in like finding what you're good at and going for, you know, sticking to your guns as it were. Uh, just as long as you understand that employers don't care that you've done the work. They want to know how they want to be able to calculate how much money they're going to be able to make off of your labor. So they're going to decide your value to them based on that and that alone. So just want to do the work. I don't know where that came from or who decided that, that, that came from a softer time that has not existed in a long goddamn time. They employers want specifics. They want you to fill. They don't want a, um, a Jack of all trades, master of none. They want if you can only do one thing and do that one thing really well, cool. They're looking for that one thing and they'd rather just have that one person who can do that one thing. Um, 
which I think is asinine, but that's just where we are right now. So, um, yeah, just want to see you've done the work. Garbage. Just want to see you've done the work. I've, I don't yeah. know if I've ever heard anybody say that necessarily, but if I'm tracking it right, I'm thinking <clears throat> in the sense of retail where they are HR is such a crock of shit in retail and honestly, most companies uh, because yeah, you know, I do believe some of them care about the employees, but a lot of the times the other ones just care about the company. Like HR is there for the company. Yeah. Um, and, and so I do know that in retail, your turnaround is so high and people just treat you as like a robot or a cog in the machine. You aren't an inter- integral part of the machine um, until you're gone. And then they're scrambling and they're like, oh, crap. But uh, yeah, yeah, they don't really, you know, hey, did you get this done? Cool. And that's it. It's no, hey, way to go, kiddo. Yeah, no, it's not for your sake. It's for their sake. <laughs> so, so. so just want to get the work done. Is it? What was it, it again? Uh, just want to see that you've done the work. Okay. I was no. thinking I was trying to grasp how you said that. Or maybe yeah. or maybe. Yeah. Or maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let's see. I'll see if I can word that better. Like your, you know, your major doesn't matter or uh, something like that. Uh, or your skill set doesn't matter. Just they just want to see that you've done the work. No, not true at all. So. OK, fascinating. I, I, I dig it. I, I can see that. And I think I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off you a little bit okay. just because we've all been talking about work, but. I think the thing that bugs me um, is when people say that if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And right. I, I say bullshit because mm-hmm. I never want to be in love with my job. I really want to like my job. And there are plenty of people out there, trust me, that they they love their job. And that's that's fantastic. It's It's a dream job for them. My friend Justin has a dream job. I'm sure there are moments when he's just like, shit, this sucks, but you it's almost impossible to love your job every second. And and I don't think that's what life is about. I don't live to work. I, I work to live. And so for me, when it's five o'clock or whenever I'm off the clock for the day, not technically off the clock, but you know what I mean? Um, it is one of those situations that I go and I do things, especially the summertime. So my job funds all of my activities and it funds my food and it funds my beer and my travel. So, yeah, that is what I do. I don't I don't like that that mantra that you must love what you do. And and I think when I was younger, I wanted to be a police officer. And it was one of those situations that I was I was like, oh, it would be so cool to be a cop. I'm going to dedicate my life to this. And I thought I would love it. You know, hindsight's 2020. And now, oof, no, thank you. But it's still one of those things that I was brainwashed in the sense of I thought I would love that. And that's that's what people told me. They said, you should always love what you do. And I was passionate about it. But then it reared its ugly head. And look, I respect police officers, but I don't want to be one right now. It's a it's a trying time. Mm, I hear that. Bad time to be. a. Co- I mean, at the same time, it's never been more important to get good people into the police Uh Right. But I think without going too far into the discussion about this, this, it's a a systemic issue that is is the problem. And and then also on top of that, I don't want to work in a white cornbread area like like a uh, my hometown or something like that. I want to go um, to a place with diversity, uh, with with people of different ethnic origins. And as a white male, that makes it a little more difficult, especially in a woke city. So that's the biggest thing is I, I want to affect the change. I'm not afraid of that, but I'm going to wait until uh, we see more systemic changes before I were to possibly even think about getting back into policing. Sure. But get, getting into the top top end of what you were talking about here of bad advice of find the thing you're talented at. Like, dude, the thing you're talented at a lot of times isn't translatable into a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're talented at this, you know, <laughs> and this is fun. Uh, and there's, but there, there's only so many jobs out there where you're like, you're, you know, uh, yeah, like radio, whatever people were the men's room and guys like that. That is such a niche market. Like they're doing okay, but they're not uber wealthy or whatever have you. So like, it just, it depends on what you're talking about. Some people they're talented uh, at, at, at playing a particular sport that there's no money in. <laughs> okay. Or whatever. Like this. Yes. If it makes you happy, it's worth doing. All right. First of all, let's just say that right up front. If it's if if it makes you happy, it's worth doing. But the idea that if you just find what you're passionate about, 
not everybody's passionate about things and the things you're passionate about don't necessarily translate into income. So if you can find a way to translate it into income, then, you know, bless you're doing, you're doing real well. But most mm-hmm. of the time, most folks just, you just got to work, you know, so. just got to make that money. Yeah. Tom's passionate about medical billing and coding. Oh boy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I type in those codes and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's another one. <laughs> and now moving on to the next Hell one yeah. and the next one. And yeah. then, the, Oh no, it got bad again. Shit. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of moving on to the next one, Tom, uh, what's your number two? Well, I'm just going to shout it out. YOLO! I've always hated YOLO. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you only live okay. once. It's, it's, all right. I, I just, I just don't understand it. I, it might be because I'm more of a cautious person. I don't go and do like dangerous things and I don't just throw money around because I don't know. I've just, never thought that it was a good idea and living like that sounds like the dumbest thing to me where you're just like doing things because you only live once and you know what that means you might die earlier and it goes both ways you only live once don't go jump off of a cliff i'm sorry like that's not it doesn't make any sense uh lonely island made a song making fun of it where it's like it goes each direction where you could like hide in your house because of YOLO. And it's just like, I, I've just always hated that phrase and I've never understood it because I'm an old man and, and you got to get off okay. my lawn. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, this might bring us into our first fight because this actually wraps into my first one, which is sort of the opposite YOLO. <laughs> you do only live once. Um, it's more of a, uh, I think the bad advice that I, I'm referring to is that you got to bust ass now. Don't have fun. You can enjoy life later. You're not guaranteed a tomorrow. You really only live once and you have no idea. I've been to too many funerals for somebody my age to listen to this idea that you have to bust ass for retirement. Dude, you have any idea? You should. You need to sacrifice and save. And I'll get more into this in a minute. But I... I I work with people of all manner of generations. Okay. Old timers at, at, at Boeing, you, Tom, you know, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people I've known who've gotten real close to retirement and then they get deathly ill and then they die right then. And they spent their entire life working at that fucking factory. <laughs> They've given their entire goddamn life to that place. 40, 50, 80 hours or not 80, but like 60 hours a week, every week for 45 years. And then they die and they just, for what? For what? <laughs> I just, I get that you need to, it's important that you keep an eye on the future. It's important that you save money and it's important that you, you know, you build for retirement and you plan for retirement. And that has to do with your finances. It has to do with your home. It has to do with your health. There's a lot to go into all that, but you shouldn't do it entirely at the expense of the now. Now is all there really is. Now is just repeating itself over and over. That's all the future is. You, I I understand taking those big risks like you were talking. We've talked about this before. People who skydive, people who bungee jump, people, you know, you know, people who fight sharks. I don't know. Like, I don't (laughs) always get the kick out of that, you know, myself on that note. I'm kind of, I'm with you on that. Um, But I do, I do understand where it comes from. I get that where that comes from, where you really only live the one time and you can't take it with you. So enjoy yourself while you can, because it's like the, there's an old song. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think, you know, and that's the truth. It's later than you think. So, yeah, uh, I'm all about I'm all about living. We, we've in the talked middle. about just the middle's the good zone. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. sure. I, and I'm going to I'm going to split the diff between both of you. It, it's It's not necessarily on my list because I actually really enjoy living, you know, I, I really enjoy YOLOing, you know, I only live once because I really think of that mentality. And for somebody who's lost someone very close to me very early in life, I've realized that what the hell am I doing, especially as we get older and, and the economy is terrible, especially as we get older, like, why would I not spend my money now or take chances, you know, make mistakes, get messy sort of thing, Miss Frizzle. Um, I 
that's why I do the things that I do, like all my outdoor adventures. That's why I look at craft beer as a treat, not as a, I'm going to go get hammered tonight. It's it's right. a I have so much craft beer around me living in Seattle in my 30s uh, where I can sow my wild oats everywhere. And um, I, I have an abundance of delicious food and ice cream and beer and parks and nature around me. And there will be a time in my life when I will get too old to do certain things. I will have ailments like my knees, my ankles, my shoulders, my wrist. I'll start falling apart. Um, so while I want to save for retirement, I'm not going to be able to do the shit that I can do, you know, when I was 25 or when I was 35 right. or even 45. And so I definitely want to live like I was dying, like a Tim McGraw song. However, I don't believe that you can just go and be financially irresponsible and incredibly dangerous uh, with your life. So taking calculated risks, I think, is is OK, but you need to make sure that because at, at a certain point you can be addicted to the the adrenaline. So when is enough enough? And I think I see that a little too much. And um, I'll use dating, dating as an example. Some people, it's like in one-upsmanship where it's just not good enough for you. So it's like, hey, I scaled this mountain. So I'm going to go do that other one. And I'm going to do this this ultra marathon after that. It's like, well, that's cool. But if you're only yeah. doing that to one-up me, then that's kind of a shitty thing. Yeah. Do what makes you feel comfortable. I love the mountains. I love hiking, backpacking. It's, a, it's my passion. But I have zero desire to summit an actual mountain. I know friends who have summited Rainier. That's great. I have no doubt in my mind I could do it. I'm sure it's tough, but I have zero doubt in my mind I can do it. I just don't really have a desire to do it. And so when I talk to people who say that, we do have that discussion. You know, it's it's like, well, it's something I want to do on my bucket list. You hear the bucket list term. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I don't believe in a bucket list because that is just setting up for almost failure if you can't complete those things. I just want to say yes to to everything and experience as much as humanly possible. So that's where my YOLO comes in. But I also agree with Tom that you got to be really careful with certain with certain uh, um, times that you just say YOLO to something. I, I I agree that there's certain care that has to be. You can't spend like a millionaire when you're not. All right. I, I completely empathize and I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, as for the bucket list thing, I mean get comfortable with being disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like it's disappointment. It's just it's gonna like happen. formula one. It's like formula one racing. Like be prepared to be disappointed. <laughs> it's going to happen. So, you know, just, I, I don't think there's any harm in, uh, in, in having a bucket list when it comes to that. But I, I, I do overall, I agree with the concept of, uh, you really only do live the one time and not tomorrow is not guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Um, we both know Tom. We went to high school with somebody who she passed away a couple of years ago. Healthy as can be super, super healthy, died in her sleep. No mm -hmm. idea why, why? No idea. It just happened. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not saying spend all your money and save nothing, but, but at the same time, can't take it with you. So, yeah. And I think about that from like a fitness standpoint too. Like I love staying fit and working out and looking good right. naked. But at the same time, if I'm like, Ooh, donuts sound good. I'm sure. going to take a donut. It's sure. all in moderation, of course. Uh, we're, but, and we're, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about that too. I'm, I, okay, I, I'm cool. really going to dive into that quite a bit. I just want to be, uh, I'll just say real quick on that. As somebody who's been obese for mm -hmm. most of his adult life, I've eaten enough donuts for a while. I can go ahead and sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> now, now's a good time to start sacrificing a little bit. So we'll, and we'll talk a little bit about that now, but for you who you already bust ass, you already do such a good job. Have the freaking donut, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's um, it, again, it's all about moderation and, sure. and, and I'm not going to cheat myself from something and I'm disciplined, but like if, if I want a bowl of cereal, I'm taking a bowl of cereal. Like, come on. It's Some captain crunch son. Yeah, I don't know. I don't abuse it. So, yeah. OK, there there you go. There's there's the key. So uh, I think this this is actually going to open you up to your number two, because Tom and I sort of joined our opposing number twos on that opposing. Twos. Yeah. OK, yeah. So this is one that yeah. it's interesting. And I've I've I'm a pretty gregarious and extroverted guy for the most part, but I'm also really introverted at moments. And one thing that really bugs me is when somebody 
ostensibly as extroverted and they tell you, don't worry about what other other people think about you. I, I think that's so incredibly asinine for someone to say, because of course you worry about what people think about you. Everybody worries about what people think about them. The thing that I will say that you can control is worrying less and maybe picking your audience. But if you didn't worry, if you truly didn't worry about what people cared about you, you'd go to you'd walk out of your house naked. You would walk across mm-hmm. the street without waiting for a red light, you know, or a green light. You would drive a car backwards through a drive through. You wouldn't pay for things like, of course, you, everybody cares about what other people think. So that's something that that drives me crazy is I'm like, look, I understand what you're trying to say. Maybe don't worry so much about uh, small details of, of things or Mm-hmm. Me personally, I do get really shy uh, around larger groups. It's weird. I'm I'm pretty good uh, around like a group of friends. But if I'm at like, let's use Lake Stevens Brewing, for example, when I go up to order a beer, I'm I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to card me? Like, do they think I'm old, older than 21? Like, what should I get? Are they staring at me? And all this stuff goes through my head. And it's stupid. I've ordered thousands of beers in my life. And so for mm-hmm. me to, to think that I'm like, this is weird. But but I shouldn't care about what those people think. Like, are they like, oh, man, he's he's wearing a Mariner shirt, a Zunino. Zunino's not even on the team anymore. Like, who is this guy? Like, why would I think about that stuff? But sometimes it just happens. So I I know that that uh, I should stop caring about that. But at the end of the day, like, of course, we should care about what, what other yeah. people think about you. It, we, we only have, you know. Uh, well, that's also kind of bad advice too, but giving a first impression or giving a good impression just in, in how you carry yourself is good. Cause I mean, people like you based off of your personality or, Hey, Zach's a real stand up guy or Zach's an asshole, which I can be. So <laughs> yeah, sure. it's, I think that you, uh, you definitely should uh, to a, a degree worry about what other people think about you. Uh, it's hip to be square comes to mind really quick. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see what the hell is that movie uh, with uh, Christian Bale? Oh uh, uh, yeah, American Psycho. Yeah, American Psycho. It's like uh, you know the joys of conf- uh, conformity and whatever. <laughs> like totally blows my mind. But I, I understand where you're coming from on that. On one, I, I've always been sort of a like my heart's where the nonconformists are. I don't care what you think. Like I'm the guy who will wear sweatpants to work. I don't care. <laughs> but at the same time. Now that, you know, I'm trying to think about getting a different job within the company. And yeah, I care a little bit about why well, I'm wearing slacks and a polo. I care a little bit about what they see, you know, when they when they look at me. What do they think? Um, I'm cognizant of we are more shallow um, than maybe we should be. Uh, but appearances do matter. They do care about that. People care about that. And maybe they shouldn't care as much. But it's comes from a visceral place way deep down in there, man. Sometimes I can't help it. Um, uh, we do care what people think we're lying to ourselves. It's a fool's errand to sit there and say, don't care what people think. I do think care about w- w- what people care about you. <laughs> um, I, I care. I do care uh, what certain bosses at work that are trying to get a different job with. Like I would care what they think. Right. Exactly. Um, my idiot coworkers who are like, oh, vaccines are all bullshit. Like, okay, well, like, I don't care what you think about me. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but my very closest friends, like, that I love and adore, I know that if they're judging me, it's it's really coming from a place of uh, of of love. It's because they're concerned about me. And it's because they they want what's best for me. They gen- I have no doubt in my mind that the people in my life, my friends that I consider family. They, they really do want me to be happy and they want what's best for me. So if they're if they're saying, hey, this, this or that, I'm going to care what they think. <laughs> you know, I care what they think about me. But random Joe Blow in the lifted truck with the goatee with the, you know, <laughs> certain yeah. stickers on the back of the window. Like, you know, yeah. I don't care what that jabroni thinks. Fuck him. So I, I dig it, man. I would say that I'm actually I'm I'm very close to the the not really caring about what anyone thinks side because I I just go through life without really thinking about a lot of things um, where I I feel like I just (laughs) I just essentially float through life um, because I I can't even think of the last time that I thought, what does this person think of me? (laughs) <laughs> like I just went to a barbecue yeah. where I only knew two of the people there, 
And I didn't care what anyone there thought of me. And I was actually on fire. Usually I hate talking in front of strangers just because I don't want to talk to them. Not because I'm like shy. I just don't want to do it. Um, But I was on fire and people loved me. (laughs) They were laughing at what I was saying. Wow. But at no point was I thinking like, you know, like, oh, I got to be I got to be on fire here. People got to love me. I was just I was just saying things because it came to my mind while people were talking. Um, (laughs) But that's good, uh, man. Yeah, it's good. I've I've always talked about this. I I just I just I just I don't know what I do, but I do it well (laughs) where I just don't care (laughs) in life. I care about life, uh, but not really. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) I I get where you're going. Yeah. But I, I think I think Zach is right. The the idea that you're never never going to care what people think about you is that's like yeah, that's there. the thing it's is like, I'm not going to go outside naked. You are correct on that. I mean, because I, sure. I don't want everyone to be like, oh no, we can't compete with that. <laughs> For crying out loud, <laughs> that was funnier than it should have been. You're still on fire. Tom. I know. Damn it. I'm I'm just killing it this whole weekend. Ugh. All right. Well, how about you lead us into your number three? Keep it going. Keep it hot. So speaking of fire, this was such a good segue. Mm -hmm. Fight fire with fire. No. Mm. (laughs) First of all, that's not how it works. Firefighters would tell you, you don't do that. (laughs) Um, And more so, it's just... Heat up the ice cubes. (laughs) It's just just that... I've never dealt with a situation by like going one level higher and then ha- like I've never done the kind of going back and forth until one of you dies essentially like y- you don't have to do that mm. it's it's actually way better to deescalate things by just cool nothingness like if they have nothing to bounce off of we're done. Like <laughs> if I don't get all heated up in an argument with you, you're not going to get heated up either because yeah, there's only so far you can go before you realize you're the only one yelling. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a really good way of looking at it. Uh, again, I think that goes back into know knowing who to, whose opinion to value, you know, like we can sit here. We're friends. We've been friends for years. We could go back and forth and start yelling at each other, but it's not going to be like we're screaming, hurling insults at each other and disrespecting each other. Like, we're not going to do that. If we're yelling, it's it's because we're having fun. <laughs> yes. We're having fun yelling at each other. Well, yeah, um, my my but, wife uh, is watching fire with fire. She, yeah, my wife's watching one of those shows where everyone's arguing like all the time. And it's just like I've mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time I rose like my voice to any of my friends. Like I've never had to like, ah, it's just like, wh- why, why would you go to that level? That is crazy. It just, and to do that multiple times in like a, a day, it's, it just seems insane to me. <laughs> why do you want to be at that? Le- like, how is that? F- hey, for some people, that's what's that's, that's fun. That's what they, they're angry recreationally. <sighs> it's, it's exhausting just to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is dangerous. I've been there. It is. You're right. The, the mm-hmm. tit for tat can get a little old. And sometimes it's like, just walk the fuck away. Let, let him have the last word. Who cares? It's fine. Do you really value this person's opinion? Is this really something you want to lose your mind over? So, that's a good one. Fighting fire with fire. <laughs> 10 out of 10 firefighters will agree. Bad idea. <laughs> I think they don't, they don't roll up with propane tanks. They should. That'd be awesome. That's like Mad Max shit. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to roll into, uh, I've talked about dieting and losing weight, and I've been in on a long journey now. Uh, so the, really the next few I have here have to do with that. I have over 13 years, I think, now, 12, 13 years, I have ballooned and shrunk and yo-yoed and tried every diet out there and all kinds of everything. I have given myself practically a PhD in this shit. (laughs) Like I have collected every bit of bad advice there is when it comes to diet, nutrition and and health and exercise and all that. And there's still all kinds of wonderful information out there and all kinds of really bad information out there. Um, But it comes down to what you're trying to do 
And I, I don't want to give bad advice. I don't want to turn around and give bad advice because our understanding of these things continues to evolve. But there's a couple things I can tell you right off the jump. So here's 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 one big bad advice I received when I was a kid. You know, if you just go for a run, you'd lose weight. <laughs> the idea that exercise, you exercise a lot to lose weight. Um, it's diet. It's not 70-30 diet to exercise. It's not 75-25. It's not 80-20. It's 100% diet. It's 100% diet. You will never, ever outrun or outwork a bad diet. Abs are made in the kitchen, bro. There you go. Exercising can help you lose weight, and it can help you maintain weight if you do it lightly, and you're very careful, and you know what you're doing. But if you're capable of that, you're probably not overly big in the first place. Okay? That's the truth, all right? The truth of the matter is exercising can just as easily screw up your diet. It can make you think you're in a better place than you really are. It's so easy to lie to yourself. I've been like, I've just got done kicking my ass at the gym, right? Just to get hit with the ultra hunger after I've left and I'm driving away and there's McDonald's there. And I'm like, well, you know, I've earned it. If I keep it chill, I can just get like a McDouble or whatever. It's only a few hundred calories. And okay, cool. But that's not what happens. I go up and I get like the double quarter pounder. It's like a 1200 pound, you know, calorie meal. And it's like, well, I still like I justify like, well, no, you know, I I just got done burning a bunch of calories. So I did in that sense, you know, I did earn a little bit. Right. And oh, no, because you're just going to be back there the next day when you haven't worked out because you've justified it so many times in your head that it stops being a guilty pleasure because you no longer feel guilty about it. Uh, look, if, if exercising a little bit can help you keep your mind right and thinking about the right way to fuel your body, then okay, go ahead and exercise a little bit. But the truth of the matter is losing weight and building muscle are two entirely different physiological responses to stimuli. They do not happen at the same time. So the overall general thing is exercise to lose weight is actually bullshit. It's a hundred percent diet. Uh, like I said, I like to walk, you know, I like to walk I, I, and I, you know, that's good. It keeps me going. It keeps me thinking about it. Um, but I've lost 70 pounds in six months and I'm not exercising other than walking a little bit. I'm not exercising at all. You do not have to exercise to lose weight, building muscle, building body, changing your like body composition. That's different from losing weight. That's a totally different thing. Uh, the rest of that, I have more to say, but I'm going to save it for the next couple. So <laughs> Yeah, if you just go for a yeah. run, you'll lose weight. No. <laughs> no, it's it's that's an oversimplification of what it is. Now, running is great for you, and I will tell you yeah. that running has done wonders for me, but you're absolutely right. You you have this false sense of, oh, I need all this protein, and I can eat all this weight gainer 3000 stuff, and it's going to help me. Beefcake, um, beefcake. Yeah, you need to make sure that you are putting good into your body and treating it as a temple. And my food that I make at home is tasty, but it's, it's something that I kind of forced myself to start liking. Uh, and I actually, I mean, I have a lot of flavor in my food and I do a good job with it in my opinion, but I'm still kind of a little nervous about cooking for other people, certain meals that I make because certain meals I make are just eating for nutrition. That's all I'm doing. I'm not having fettuccine Alfredo nights or pizza every night or Thai food every night. I love all those things, except for fettuccine Alfredo. I love all those things. But for me, it's it's I, I am trying to put as much good into my body as possible. And and so it can complement my level of activity. Yeah, it it does give me a little leeway to to be like, oh, now I can have a couple of beers tonight. But that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I'm just going to exercise that off. I feel right. better after a really long hike about crushing a beer and maybe like a burger or something like that. Yeah. But even then, I still am like, well, let me make let me not erase all the good I just did with something that was terrible. So, yeah. And a little more conscious. I'm going to talk a lot about diet. I'm definitely going to want to uh, get because uh, because you've influenced some of my thinking on this. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, but there is a mental aspect of we've talked about going for a bike ride on the Centennial Trail and hitting a couple of bars along the way, like really earn those beers. You know what I mean? You know what? There's a mental aspect to that of that's, that's kind of fun. You know, that's cool. It's just, but we know better. We know we're not really 
you know, earning it in that sense. You just have to kind of know how it works. But I'm going to yeah, talk Yeah, but more. as long as we moderate it, and that, that goes yeah. into the YOLO thing is, is you know, it's there's a lot of good breweries in Snohomish, so it's cool to hit that trail and be like, dude, we rode bikes. Let's have a beer. Let's not yeah. get wasted. And so no. I try to limit myself in general when I, when I go out to a brewery. But um, yeah, I mean, definitely it, it's like having a beer socially with your friends after a bike ride. I'm not expecting to lose weight. It's it's we did something active. We we deserve a beer. Hell yeah. Let's 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 do it. There's lots of reasons to exercise because it does all kinds of good things for your body. Uh, all kinds of good things for all your body that has nothing to do with losing weight. Um, so exercise is good for you. I'm saying if you're doing it for the purpose of losing weight, mm-hmm. you're wrong. You're you're wrong. It, it, that's not how it works. So. Um, uh, Tom, or I think, well, you just I, had, um, I think we're going into Zach now or did Tom, do you have something to say on this? I had a little something. I actually started doing P90X, uh, the, what, this will okay. be my second week of it. Um, but I have been looking at P90X as building strength and stamina, not as something that's going to make me mm-hmm. lose weight. Um, I'm trying to eat more healthy tonight. I had an arugula salad with a piece of salmon. Um, so I'm trying to eat more healthy to lose weight. Cause I looked at myself about two weeks ago and I was just like, Oh, I got to get rid of this. Cause it's yeah. just, I took pictures of myself and I noticed <laughs> maybe I'll show you the pictures if we go to trivia this week. Um, but I have the skinniest legs in the world and all of my weight just seems just to be in my torso. And the photos just look so mm. funny to me it's because it's just like, I am top heavy. It is all up top. Like I have skinny arms, skinny legs, and just everything's in my gut. <laughs> and I just want to get rid of that thing is the, is the thing I want to do. So start so, Tom no. back to the, Back to the don't worry about what other people think of you. Uh, I am very conscious about my calves, self-conscious about my calves. My legs, I, I, I literally work out my legs every day. I do some variation of something, whether it be um, mobility or strength training. Like today, I did heavy squats and stuff. Um, I'm always doing various leg workouts. And so for me, uh, packing on calf muscle is very hard. My, le- my legs are very toned, but it is something that I kind of look at and I'm like, oh, man, I have a bigger upper body and my legs are so, so small. Why can't I have fat guy calves? Have you ever heard of fat guy calves with a big softball <laughs> size calves? Heard of it? I'm the guy. <laughs> there you go. That's the you want to trade legs? I, I think so, that I have yeah, nice it's, like calves. It's just compared to my gut. They look tiny. Like the pictures are just off-putting. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're, you're going to be your biggest critic. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Is, and that, that, yeah. That reminds me of another bit of bad advice. Targeting a certain area for fat. No, your body doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we could, we could, we could go, we, we could, could be go here on all tangents. day. Yeah, yeah, we can go on tangents. I'm not targeting my I, stomach. I, I just yeah. want the fat to go away from there. Yeah. Sure, gotcha. sure, 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 sure. Uh, let's go cool. quickly. Uh, Zach, you're number three. All right. So when people tell you winners never quit, they need to quit talking because winners yep. never quit is very stupid advice. Um, I believe that in life it is okay to quit. And at times you need to know when to throw in the towel. You need to know when to remove yourself from a situation um, and completely absolve yourself of any heartache or headache or danger that you may be in. And I understand our, our, our incredible drive and desire to win at everything. That's, that's what we do. We're human beings, but you need to realize that for your emotional health and, and well-being, it is okay to just throw in the towel and be like, all right, I got to stop this. If you're picking up a new hobby and you've tried and tried and tried and tried and you're like, I am not getting this. It, it's it's something I'm. it's just not working for me. It's okay. It's okay to walk away. No one's going to judge you other than yourself, maybe. But who cares? Keep moving on. You, you'll find something else you're great at. Um, I love sports. I'm not the best at sports, but I've I know that I'm good at many other things. And so that's OK, you know? Yeah. I'm I'm looking up a song right now uh, that has gotten me through some pretty tough times. Um, there's a song by Garfunkel and Oates. Do you know who they are? Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul. I mean, Art Garfunkel and Daryl. No, no, no. Gar- Garfunkel no. <laughs> and Oates. Uh, a couple, of, couple of women. It's a. Oh no! Yeah, it's a. Co- it's a comedy group. Um, but uh, 
it was like you, you didn't do it. You didn't reach your goal. Your heart is broken. You're an asshole. In the end, you didn't have what it takes. So here's to you and your huge mistakes. You're humiliated, hollowed out and exhausted. You were in the ring fighting the fight and you lost it. This isn't your time. It wasn't for you. At least you did everything you could do. You're a loser, but a dreamer. You're tired, but you're strong. You're going on no evidence. You don't listen to common sense. You went all in and you were wrong. You are such a loser. Good for you. It's something a lot of people can't do. Trying is hard. That's why people don't do it. Losing is hard. They can't make it through it, but not you. So here's to you because you deserve a cheering section too. <laughs> uh, I love that. There's a lot more to the song than that, but it's like, it's okay to try and fail. It's okay to say, this did not work. I thought this was something I could do. This was something I thought I would enjoy. And I just don't, I, I just don't. It's okay to walk away from that. And if people judge you, it's usually some asshole on the sideline that like, uh, that, you know, uh, they, they didn't really try anyway. So it's like they say uh, Icarus is bullshit. That's why they call it. It's called mythology. People can't stand genius without an apology. Fuck that. Fuck them. Go get what you want to get. Let them stay home and comment on the Internet. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's OK. I think the biggest thing is as long as you're trying, as long as you show up, that's such an important thing in life and, and being willing to get out of your comfort zone and try new experiences. And that's fine. If you guys wanted to cycle and we were riding and you're like, you know what? Riding a bike is fine. I just don't know if I want to ride a road bike like that or go fast like that. I don't want to dress like Lance Armstrong, but I love cycling. I'm almost refusing to wear like a Jersey and really tight cycling shorts. So, but I don't know why I'm resisting. I need to just try it. And I think that's the biggest thing is if you try it once. You're like, you know what? I don't like this. I don't need to do it anymore. At least you tried. I mean, putting yourself out there is tough. Mm -hmm. It's tough. It's scary because there's all kinds of shallow judgment out there. We talked about that already. Putting yourself out there is tough, but, but you know what? YOLO. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yellow. Sorry, Tom. Damn it. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Uh, that's a really good one, Zach. That's that's a good one. Thanks for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. Back to Thomas. Uh, Back to Tommy. Hey, guys, you're Number perfect four, Tom. the way you are. <laughs> no, no, you're not. No. <laughs> no one is perfect the way they are. Now, don't get this confused. That doesn't mean you can't be OK with yourself. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But none of us are perfect. We can all improve. I know I can improve. I already talked about my huge gut that I need to get rid of. And just saying people are perfect the way they are is basically telling them you don't have to do anything. You're great. Like this is the perfect you. Why would you try anything new to make yourself a better person? You don't have to go learn a new language or you don't have to go skydiving. I don't know. I don't know what people do, <laughs> but yeah, we're not perfect. Go try some new things. That's all I got for that. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I'm a constant seeker. I'm a seeker. That's who I am. I'm always reaching for the next thing, reaching for ways to improve myself. So, uh, I, I know I'm not perfect. <laughs> not even close. Yeah. <laughs> no one's perfect. I mean, you can get there. Perfect is subjective in certain aspects, but I am always trying to improve myself in, in any facet. I will never be complacent with who I am. I like who I am, but I can always do work. Mental health. I can do physical health. I can do social uh, work in the sense of how I talk with people, um, sure. all that kind of stuff. So I am a work in progress. Always, always, always and a forever. caution, wet floor sign. Always. Well, speaking of uh, self-improvement, I'll move on to my number four. This is more diet stuff. Uh, make sure you're getting enough protein so you don't lose muscle. Uh, look, if you're losing weight, yeah, your body's going to consume muscle for energy along the way. You know what? That's normal. That is okay. I What are you afraid of exactly? That your body's going to eat up all the muscle and allow you to die from like muscle loss and weakness while you're still <laughs> a fat fuck? Because that's happened literally zero times. It's never happened. You're supposed to hold on to an extra 50, 100 pounds of fat because you can't lose an inch off your calves or biceps? Get real. Like, look, when you lose, you lose all over. That's good. That's fine. You don't have to micromanage your body like that. It knows better than you what it needs anyway, and you're just going to fuck yourself up. Besides, the protein that we eat isn't even the protein that we use. And this is something, Zach, I think you could talk about quite a bit because you've talked about having plant-based 
uh, a diet uh, quite a bit. Um, the protein we use is synthesized by our genes. There's 20 amino acids that our cells use to make up protein in which 11 non-essentials we make all on our own regardless of diet. And the other nine essential amino acids we need to get through diet and only plants contain all nine. The protein you're, the quote unquote protein you're eating from the chickens and the, the beef and all that other stuff, they had to get them from the plants. No animal is capable of making all 20. So you're free to cut out the middleman, as it were, and just go straight to the source and eat plants. And you're never really going to have to worry about getting enough of it because they're absolutely everywhere. So now if you're bodybuilding and trying to gain muscle mass, then maybe you need to focus up on making sure you have enough protein in there. And I'll let, you know, maybe Zach could talk more about that because he's worked more on that. I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> uh, but as somebody who has lost a shitload of weight a couple of times now, I'm here to tell you if you're trying to lose weight, get off of protein's dick. There's a lot of high protein diets out there that are just, they're, they're, they're burying the lead on that. And you can, uh, you don't have to eat an army of chickens in order to get the protein that you need and smear peanut butter on, on cheese, just to make sure you can get the 20 minute walk. Like you're, 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 you're getting plenty of protein from your salad. So, but I love cheesy peanut butter. Yeah. That, hey, so uh, said that yeah. And all of a sudden I wanted to try it. <laughs> I have some string cheese and I have some peanut butter. Maybe we will. Delicious. Um, but you're right. That's the thing. And and the one caveat to all of this that I'll say or the one uh, important thing is every body is different. So mm -hmm. what I eat might not work for Eric or it might not work for Tom. And so every body is different. Um, I like protein. However, when I was plant based uh, for three and a half years, I didn't see really any difference uh, in in the sense of how I was working out or my strength or anything. In fact, I actually felt a lot better cutting meat yeah. out of my diet. It was so much easier. I didn't have to worry about uh, foodborne illnesses necessarily. I know you can still get them from vegetables and stuff, but they're more prevalent in in meats. And uh, I saved a lot of money because I wasn't buying, you know, chicken, mm -hmm. beef, pork or anything like that. And so for me, I felt amazing. And the biggest misconception that a lot of meatheads and I'm thinking of this person I know who tried he, he, he's a personal trainer and he doesn't listen to this podcast. So I'll say all the shit in the world to him. But um, he was trying to chastise me about getting protein levels. Meanwhile, this guy's slamming beers and he's like 50 pounds overweight. But he's trying to uh, critique me on, on what I should be eating. And uh, he doesn't yeah. realize that you can get a lot of good natural protein sources from vegetables, broccoli, mm -hmm. tofu, legumes. All that stuff has protein. You don't get it. Spinach has protein. Like, yeah, you have to eat more of it. But you're eating a fibrous, vitamin-rich, nutritious food that is far and away better than than shoving a protein bar or chicken breast, just boring chicken breast in, into your right. mouth. And I know I said a little bit ago, I eat for nutrition. So now that I have gotten back into meat, I eat it sparingly. I only treat sure. it as a treat. Um, I don't touch beef or pork necessarily. I will every once in a while, but it's, it's mostly only chicken and it's mostly maybe once a week. Uh, if I can have a vegetarian option or like my dinner tonight was just roasted veggies, uh, jasmine rice, and then I had some Indian curry, um, uh, like a package of some stuff mixed together. It was perfect, and a piece of naan. There we go. I got good yeah. protein from that. Uh, I feel great, right? And so it's it, it's so asinine to, to try to tell people what works for them if they are not a nutritionist. And I mean, even us, too. We're not nutritionists, right. but I have done it long enough to where I know what works for me, and I don't need to slam a piece of turkey into my mouth right after the gym or I need to slam a protein shake. It's just, it's crazy. Right. I'm saying that, that there's way too much. There's a lot of focus on protein and I'm, I'm going to tell you that big focus on it uh, and, and eating meat and eating a lot, like, and, and I, as I've gone, I've been going a little more uh, like considerably from where I come from a lot more plant-based, which is practically sacrilege where I come from. Um, <laughs> maybe you too. Uh, but I've noticed as I've gone through and, and, and worked on these different like nutritarian and diets and things like that, when I've like, you know, this, this would be good with some meat and I'm building through, I realize it's really good even without the meat. And I'm just adding a shitload of calories that I don't need. And if mm -hmm. I'm trying to, trying to create a deficit, it would be easier to just leave the sausage out of it and just get it without cheese or something like that. Dude, having so, a high fiber diet is so nice for, for the bowel movements, for just how feel, you feel I, in yeah. general. In that it's regard, so I feel nice. Better. 
And and I would wager I could I could make something for any meat eater who they would be like, whoa, this is actually really good. There's no meat in this. Like, I guarantee yeah. I could make something and they would be like, this is really tasty. We've so that's that. that's the coolest thing about about food is is it's it's ever changing and evolving. And, and vegan restaurants are creating things like I watched yeah. a, a thing on Netflix for a place in Portland, Mama mm-hmm. Duke, and she makes um uh did you see that tom yeah the the street food thing on netflix yeah she makes vegan pork belly and it's just basically like bean curd and coconut uh paste and it looks amazing (laughs) you can get a a fried pork banh mi that's it's it's not a it's not pork belly it's it's fake pork belly but it looks incredible so next time i'm in portland i'm going there so and then Matt's I, I use, Matt's tacos is definitely not vegan, but that was incredible also. So just sidebar. I, I, use, uh, <laughs> I, I eat potatoes a lot to kind of supplement like it's like a strong base to kind of make me feel full. And mm-hmm. it's the, they have all those amino acids we were talking about. They have them all. All of them. Potatoes are great for you in that regard. Um, but I've also learned that two things, quinoa and lentils, mm-hmm. super, super versatile, real versatile. You can use them in all kinds of stuff. They're amazing. So. Uh, we're, we're running low on time. So here's, we got to get, we got to get through this last one, uh, or get the Zach, your number four. What's your number four? Cool. Yeah. So my number four, uh, kind of along the lines of what I was saying with the winners never quit. We have, when we were growing up as, as boys, we were always told if we scraped our knee, if we were dealing with some weird drama, some girl drama or some friend drama, people always said, be a man. And it was a terrible, terrible thing to say, looking at it now. I am a masculine man, but I also am so incredibly in touch with my emotional side now. And I think that for my friends, for my surroundings, for everything that that I've been able to experience in life, that it's it's okay to share your emotions and it's okay to not be be a man and suck it up. That's such a terrible way of sweeping things under the rug of not addressing problems as they are head on. And unfortunately, it carries over into your relationships, whether it be a romantic relationship or a friendship. You can tell when people just have to be the alpha male or they have to do something that, uh, you know, will will get them to a point of of maybe satisfaction for them. But it's, it's veiled satisfaction and they just don't know how to be in touch with their emotions. And so the the horrible, terrible, toxic masculinity that we uh, that we, we place on our kids or we used to place on our kids, at least it was awful. It's it's I've seen it. I've lost friends from it. And I am very glad that I did my stupid shit and I learned my hard lessons and I got kicked in the face basically from it. But I am a better person for understanding that it is okay to not be okay. I completely agree and co-sign everything you just said. I've That's been a big part of my journey as well. <laughs> a big part of my self-improvement uh, journey as well. That's that's been hard to let go of because I was raised in that um, just like you were. So. Uh, yeah i do like the mulan song i'll make a man out of you though that's one of my favorite karaoke songs ever (laughs) but there's a lot more behind that than than what i'm talking about that's that's they're basically turning that entire thing the 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 gender um ideals of oh we need to have men here it's it's all it's turning it on its head it's it's like pointing out how stupid it it is but yeah anyways sunbathe your balls to own the libs yeah there you go (laughs) anyway own those libs thomas what is Uh, your next one your final one my final one is uh follow the recipe now i will say i'm kind of half in on this one this one is more my wife is 100 percent on this because whenever we're gonna make a dish and say we're gonna make you know a curry i'm all about i for a long time, I was all about searching, going, getting a recipe, finding out what I need, and then, you know, putting the right amount of each thing into the curry that is told to me, and we now have a curry at the end. My wife, on the other hand, is much more on the side of, eh, let's see what happens. <laughs> like, we got the basics here. We got the coconut milk, and we got some cumin. We we can figure this out. Like we can just kind of throw some things in a pot, taste it, and see you know how it goes. And then we can put some more stuff in. Um, I am becoming much more to that way of thinking. Um, as a rule follower, it still pains me to do when it's like you should add some uh, paprika to that. It's like, but the recipe doesn't say paprika, guys. 
it doesn't say it. How could I put it in if it doesn't yeah. say it? <laughs> they would have told me to put paprika in if they wanted it in there. And that was very difficult me for me, like in the beginning of our relationship, because she would butt in in the kitchen and I, I just would have almost nervous breakdowns. That's when I care about like <laughs> things is like when somebody is trying to like not let me follow the rules. Um, but I'm a lot cooler about it now. <laughs> yeah. You're really Tom Brady, that recipe. <laughs> so what'd you uh, say for that, Tom? Following the rules? Yeah. Uh, follow the recipe. I mean, if you, if you understand, you know, spice palettes and things like that, then, you know, experiment. That's, that's your own thing. So, uh, yeah, okay. I would well, never I'm, I'm going to just because of the not experimenting. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll roll into my number five and it's the last uh, health one. And this one might get me in a little bit of uh, trouble here. Cause uh, Zach was talking about, you know, do it. Not everybody's body works the same, you know, try to do what works for you. And I, I wouldn't want to give, you know, some people have different finances. Some people have different work schedules and things like that. But I can tell you there's a, there is a, some misconception out there regarding metabolism. Uh, the bad advice, make sure you eat small meals throughout the day to keep your metabolism going. Um, you don't need to keep your metabolism going. Okay, it's going. Um, again, stop micromanaging your body because you suck at it and you don't know anyway. So look, you you need your body basically when you're trying to lose weight, right? You, you need your body to burn through its stored fat, right? That's what you're trying to do. In order to do that, you need to create a caloric deficit, right? Yes, but that's not the complete answer. So simply put, your body breaks down your food into its component parts and stores the energy as glucose in your bloodstream and in your muscles. What gets used gets used, and what doesn't get stored into long-term storage, which is your fat. We all know this already. Your liver starts running the show here as it's basically a supply specialist with its bean counting, sometimes literally, keeping track of the incoming and outgoing. Your body has to burn through this stored glucose before it even begins to tap into its long-term storage. And if you keep feeding that face of yours, you're never giving your body a chance to do that. So think of it this way. You're not playing the flute. You're playing the bagpipes. Okay. You know, when you're playing the bagpipes, you're not blowing into the little tube thing at the top. And then the, the noise comes out. You're blowing into the bag and then you're squeezing the bag and you're hitting the notes. And that's how you play the bagpipes. Whereas the flute, you just blow into one hole and then it comes out the others, right? You're playing the bagpipes. You're not feeding your body through your mouth. You're feeding the bag that is your stomach and the squeezing, as it were, is that's what your liver is. It's doing its thing. So, again, if you're trying to gain weight, like bodybuilding, things like then Yeah, several small meals, high in protein and fat, definitely going to help you lose weight or help you gain weight. But if you want to lose weight, then, yeah, uh, I I've done intermittent fasting. Um, I, I have had the most success I have ever had losing weight rapid weight drastically significantly and feeling good at the end of the day because of it with intermittent fasting um and the the method in which you do that that's where we get into everybody's body is different and what works for you and your you know your 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 day and all that but eating all these meals and snacking throughout the day you you, you don't necessarily have to do that so uh, i yeah. think that's bad advice IMF never worked for me. I've tried it several different times. Um, I realized that I've, I used to go to the gym on an empty stomach to try to burn everything I had. Uh, but everything that I've, I keep coming back to is I need to eat in the morning. When I wake up, have my coffee, eat my eggs, let my body process because I've been without food for 10 hours pretty much. And I, I just want to start that cycle. Um, you hear different things from different people. Ultimately, do what works for you. And I have way better, fuller workouts when I have caffeine in my system, water, tons of water, and I have some sort of food base in my system. I get a better, stronger workout. You wouldn't you wouldn't start a car without any gas in it, would you? Because it wouldn't work. So that's my theory. It's fuel. Right. Give me fuel. Give me fire. You got tons of fuel in your body already. Yeah, because I eat too many legumes and I'm farting all the time. That's right. Fart fuel. Yeah. Speaking exactly. of fart fuel, so for my <laughs> final one, it's uh, farting. No, um, it is. Uh, I am a person who I, I live in this amazing place in Ballard. I have a really good deal. Uh, I only pay a certain amount per month, but I am so goddamn tired of my realtor friends and my other friends who tell me that I am just throwing my money away from renting. 
basically they're telling me to buy a house. I don't like yeah. this hustle culture of commodification that is home ownership. Homes have become exorbitant and basically out of reach. This ain't, you know, the baby boomers time when they could buy a $30,000 house and work a minimum wage job and then also uh, have a boat on the side and two whores on the side or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. ba- but basically, uh, for me, I don't know where I want to be. I've lived in Seattle for quite a long time, but I don't know where I want to be. And so I, I'm fine with renting because it still affords me to go do the stuff I need to do. All of my friends who own homes will always tell me about, oh, I spent $6,000 on this. I spent $2,000 on this. My plumbing broke. My water yep. heater broke. My roofing, uh, paint. Uh, I got to put this in. And I'm like, please tell me again why I, I need to buy a house right now. I'm not in a position to buy a house. I would like to eventually. But until this market can cool down, yeah, I am very, very okay with, quote unquote, throwing my money away with rent. I'll it's, tell you, uh, it's 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 absolutely crazy out there. It's the wild west. So yeah, screw that. As a homeowner, I will tell you, there are definitely times I fantasize about selling this fucking house, pocketing them, and just go live in an apartment and let somebody else worry about the the maintenance and shit. Living I, in a van down by the river. <laughs> I fantasize about downsizing all the time. <laughs> it's I, and I I hear that all the time. You're just so so you're so pigeonholed in 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 one certain area, and and I think that. That's um that's the downside is is what if you didn't like that? What if that area True. had a crazy boomer bust and it busted and you're like, well, shit, now I'm stuck. So it's going to bust. It has to. This bubble is insane. Yeah. And so that's that's for me. I'm, I'm tired of people saying the American dream is owning a house. Bull shit. Yeah. All of my friends are house poor right now. Maybe maybe minus a couple. But um, yeah, pass. Hard pass. Plus, I'm single. A lot of them have dual incomes. A lot of them have people that have helped them financially with right. stuff. I have no one. I have nothing except for me. And so I am not in a position to own a house. I think I am very successful. Home ownership does not justify that. So I hear you. that's all I have to say about the war in Vietnam. <laughs> I respect <laughs> everything you just said. I completely understand where you're getting at. So good list guys. Good list, man. We, uh, we kind of went a little long with this one, but that's, that's okay. There's, there's a lot of bad advice and God, we could have made, this could have been a two hour episode easily. There's so much we could have riffed mm. off of. So let's just go down the list real quick. So Tom's bad advice. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Otherwise resisting change. Uh, YOLO. You only live once. It's bad advice. Fighting fire with fire is just 10 out of 10 firefighters will tell you. Bad idea. You're perfect just the way you are. No, you're not. And follow the recipe. Mine, Eric, just uh, employers just want to see that you've done the work and that your skill set doesn't matter. Bullshit. Uh, bust ass now. You can enjoy life later. Maybe, but probably bullshit. You exercise a lot to lose weight. Uh, make sure you eat enough protein so you don't lose muscle and eat small meals to keep your metabolism going. All bad advice. And Zach, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Now don't worry about what other people think about you. Winners never quit. Be a man and renting is just throwing away your money. Just buy a house. Wow. That's, we could have gone a lot longer on this, guys. I feel like. There's a lot it, of ter- terrible advice we gave these people. Yeah, well, we probably spared. Yeah, we probably gave more bad advice, but whatever. That's what we're here for. We said at least at the top that we're not experts in any of this shit. <laughs> so at least we come with a disclaimer. Okay. Alrighty. Well, thank you for tuning into the Top Five Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top Five, at ZachDale60, at Tom Top Five, and at Snack Burglar, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we're crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you, and remember, it is okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. Don't base your decisions on the advice of those who don't have to deal with the results. That's good that's, advice That's right actually there. great advice. Yeah. That's, yep. Cool. See you guys. Bye. See you guys later.